Alright, if we want to start making our way back to our seats. There are some open seats uh, right here in the very front if you'd like to sit right in the front. Alright. Well, it's great to see everyone. Merry Christmas. Once again, we want to welcome you to City Light Community Church. If this is your first time here, we are a bilingual community. And the reason is, is we believe that God wants to see all people know Him, love Him, and follow Him. And so, just, I want to ask really quickly, who for the... Who this this afternoon was that the first time to sing in Chinese? Anybody? No. All right. Uh, anybody the first time singing in English? Okay, great. So this is a this is a good group, um, and we worship Jesus together. Well, if you have your Bibles, uh, I invite you to grab your phone or your Bible. We're going to be in Luke chapter two. And I've titled this message Good News of Great Joy. Luke chapter 2, we're going to begin in verse 8. So here at City Light, we, we stand for the reading of the Word of God. So would you stand? And we're going to read this first out loud together in English, and then we'll read it out loud together in Chinese. Let's first read English together. One, two, three. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. An angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. For your seated, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for worship. Spirit of God, we ask that you would open our hearts and our minds. Pray that as we leave here today, that we would have the same words on our lips, that this gospel really is good news of great joy. We ask that you administer to us through your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, let's be seated. Well, when I was, when I was younger, uh, for those of you who don't know, I actually had the experience of working on a farm. 
。那在我年轻一点的时候呢，我不知道大家知不知道，我有一个经历是在一个农场工作。And the thing about working on a farm is that it doesn't matter if it's raining or if it's snowing, you always have to go out. 所以不管你在农场呢是。I'm from、uh, America in a state called Oklahoma. And in, in around this time of year, we experience snowstorms and ice storms. But I remember one morning I had to wake up because no matter what the weather's like, the cows still need to be fed. 那就是有一天早上起来的时候，那时候是暴风雪。可是不管怎么样的天气，牛就是都要吃东西嘛。So I got my car, I drove to the farm. It was a huge farm. 那我就开车，然后到了那个农场去，是一个很大的农场。I got out of my car and I was looking, and it was just a huge blanket of white, just snow and ice. 所以呢，我就放眼开车逛逛过去，都是雪雪雪白的一片。Not excited at all. And so I go to the truck and I put all the feed in the back of the truck. 那我就是到了那个卡车那边，然后就把我所要载去的那些牛市的草全部都载上去。And as I was driving out, there was this one spot in all the form that it was a small but steep hill. 就是在那个农场呢，里面有一个就是路呢，它很。So I was driving the truck, and because it was icy, I started going down the hill. And all of a sudden, my truck turned sideways, and it was completely stuck. So, because I was climbing, but it was icy, so I went down the hill, and all of a sudden, my truck turned sideways, and it was completely stuck. So, because I was climbing, but it was icy, so I went down the hill, and all of a sudden, my truck turned sideways, and it was completely stuck. So, because I was climbing, but it was icy, so I went down the hill, and all of a sudden, my truck turned sideways, and it was completely stuck. So, because I was climbing, but it was icy, so I went down the hill, and all of a sudden, my truck turned sideways, and it was completely stuck. You know, but but instead of maybe calling my boss or calling someone for help, I had this great idea. That 就是除我没有叫我的老板来，或是打电话请人帮忙，我有另外一个奇异的想法。I said, I'll walk all the way back to the barn. 那他说我要回去到那个谷仓里面。We also had a tractor. 然后我们有个拖影机。So I'll get the tractor. 我要去找这个拖影机。I'll chain it up to the truck. 然后把这个用一条铁链把这个拖影机跟卡车绑在一起。And I'm going to solve this problem by myself. I'm going to get unstuck. 所以我就是要用自己的方式来解决这件事情。And so I drove the tractor all the way back down the truck. I put a chain and hooked it up to the tractor. 那我就找了那个拖影机，然后把它开到那个卡车卡住的地方。然后我找了一个链条，把它们两个绑在一起。I get back in the tractor. 然后就回到那个拖影机那边。And you know what? 你知道发生什么事吗？ The tractor stuck. This tractor also got stuck. So here I am. Then, I'm just there. It's freezing cold. Pretty angry at these cows. And it doesn't matter how hard I push, how much I try to pull, there's no way I can get myself unstuck. So, See, this is actually the picture that the Bible paints for your life and my life apart from Christ. 那这个就是在圣经描绘当中，如果我们的生命里面没有基督的话，我们生命会有的样子是卡住。That something in our lives has been broken. 在我们的生命中，某些部分是破碎的。And that there's no way that we ourselves can get ourselves unstuck. We need someone to help us. 我们没有办法把自己从这个困境中。And so this is why the birth of Jesus really is good news of great joy. That why is it? Because Jesus's birth is good news of great joy. That why is it? Because Jesus's birth is good news of great joy. That why is it? Because Jesus's birth is good news of great joy. That why is it? Because Jesus's birth is good
Because God is coming to do for us what all of us need but none of us can do. Last week Scott preached about the first series in Advent. A first series in, in the Christmas uh, series that we're doing. And Scott preached about how Christmas reminds us of our greatest need, but also God's great desire. That our greatest need is to be forgiven. And God's great desire is to be with His people. And this afternoon, the story that Luke gives us, we're going to see both of those things fulfilled in the person of Christ. And so if you're following along, we have two parts to this message. We're going to have one where we talk about the message from heaven, heaven's message. And then we're going to talk about our Messiah. If you look with me at verse 8 through 11, it says here in verse 10 that the angels came proclaiming good news of great joy. And the reason they're proclaiming good news is because the reality is that there's bad news. Verse 9, if you look at the shepherd's response to the angel's appearance, how do they feel? In verse 9, it says that they were terrified. Now, why were they terrified? Now, some of us might think, well, it was because they saw an angel. This is a supernatural experience. But it wasn't just that they saw an angel that made them so fearful. That Jews believe that to have a supernatural appearance like this, you would certainly die. And the reason is, is because they understood that, listen, there's a creator God who is holy, and I am a sinful, fallen human being. Even the sheep that the shepherds were taking care of, they were actually sheep that would be used for sacrifice in the temple. And so this is something that the shepherds were faced with all the time. We need somebody to fix this broken relationship that we have with God. And the Bible says that sin has separated us, has broken our relationship with God. And I think all of us experience this. This is why we go to the temples. This is why we try to appease God by burning money. This is why we try to be a better person because we know and something is not right here. Something is broken. And the bad news 
is that every single one of us has this problem. And so the Bible says this in Romans 1.18. That God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Can you flip to it, Chris? This isn't working anymore. The, the basic point is that there's a God who is holy, he's just, and his holy justice, his wrath is coming upon sin, upon every single person by our unrighteousness. You know, Peter had a similar response to Jesus in the Gospels, in the Gospel of Luke. When Peter saw Jesus and recognized, whoa, this is the Lord, this is what he said. He said, go away from me, because I am a sinful man, Lord. Now, now, I know this, this doesn't sound like a very nice Christmas sermon, does it? But the reality is, Jesus' birth will not be good news of great joy unless we are aware that there's bad news and we need Him. You know, imagine if you went home today and you, you found out that you had COVID, you got tested positive for, for the virus. And, and the doctors came and they said, listen, there's no cure, there's no vaccine. And it's hitting your body really hard. You have three days to live. Think about your friends. Think about your family. Think about saying goodbye to them. And then one day before you were supposed to pass away, the doctor rushes into the room, throws open the door, and says to you, Good news! We found a cure. It's here. And you can receive it today. I mean, what would your response be? And in the same way, the shepherds are responding good news of great joy because they are aware of their need and their situation without Jesus. What else did the angels say about this message? I love this because in the same way that God's wrath is coming upon all people, who is this good news of great joy for? Verse 10, good news of great joy for all the people. Last week, as, as Scott was preaching, he, he gave us this picture of a huge firework display. And he said that as you look at the birth of Christ, it's like this huge firework celebration. God is moving for his people. And as I look at this passage, as we read this together, there's something that sticks out to me. 
那我当我们在看这个信息的时候，有某些信息就不断的来跳出来告诉我。The joy of heaven, that heaven is so excited for the birth of Christ. 就是在天上有一个非常极大的喜乐，因着耶稣诞生的缘故。That what the Bible is telling you. 就是圣经告诉你。God delights in saving you. 就是神喜悦你，并且要拯救你。Recently was my birthday. 那我最近生日嘛。And on my on the morning of my birthday, 那在我生日那天早上 ，I was sitting downstairs. 那我就坐在楼下。And my youngest son Isaac. 那我的小儿子呢 ，Isaac. He starts walking and he starts dancing down the stairs. 然后他就开始走路，然后就在楼下呢，就开始跳舞。And his eyes are huge. He's got this big smile on his face. 然后他眼睛睁很大，然后他脸上挂着很大的笑容。And he walks out and says, "Dad." 然后他就说，爸爸。It's your day. It's your birthday. He was way more excited than I was. He was way more excited than I was. And the reason he was so excited. That 为什么他这么兴奋呢 ？Because he had this card that he had made that he wanted to give me. 因为他做了一张卡片，他想要在那天给给我。And guess what? Luke is saying that's the same emotion, that's the same picture that heaven has as Jesus is sent to save you, to save us. That God delights. And saving us and saving his people. That you know, ma? The Bible is also like this, describing that when Jesus was born, heaven and all things are so excited to celebrate. The angels say that this will be good, good news of great joy. Your Bible might say for all the people, not just for all people. That this is for the people. That this is for all the people. That this is for all the people. That this is for all the people. For God's people. So, this "one" name, in this sentence, is actually saying it's for God's people. So, you might ask the question, "Well, how do I become a part of God's people?" How do I become a part of God's people? I mean, do I have to be born Jewish? Do I have to be born in America? Do I have to speak a certain language? Is there a geography? Is there a culture? How do I become a part of God's people? And the good news of the gospel is that you can become a part of God's people simply through faith. This is what John, the Gospel of John, says to us. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be the children of God to those who believe in his name. So, just anybody who receives him and believes him. 就是接受他就是信他名的人。And so, basically, what the Bible says is that you and I can become a part of the people of God simply through faith. And that means the message of Christmas, the birth of Christ, is not just good news for people who live in America, not just for Westerners, not just for Jewish people, but it's good news for every single person everywhere. So, in Jesus' birth, this good news is not just for Jews, not just for Americans, but for everyone. That what God is doing is He's not just doing it for the elite. He's not just doing it for men or for women. He's doing it for you, for every single person everywhere. And God's doing it is not just for men or for women, or for I remember back in 2016, there's a there's this guy named LeBron James. That I remember back in 2016, there's a there's this guy named LeBron James. That I remember back in 2016, there's a there's this guy named LeBron James. That I remember back in 2016, there's a there's this guy named LeBron James. That I remember back in 2016, there's a there's this guy named LeBron James. That I remember back in 2016, there's a there's this guy named LeBron James. That I remember back in 2016, there's a there's this guy named LeBron James. That I remember back in 2016,
And in 2016, his team won the big championship. <laughs> and they go and they ask LeBron, they said, How did this happen? Like, how did you guys do this? And this is what he said. He said, Great things happen to great people. And I wonder how many of us live our life this way. How many of us believe this? That if I'm a good person, if I just do good things, well, good things will happen to me. And then if I'm experiencing suffering or bad things are happening in my life, well, it must mean that I'm a bad person or I've done something wrong. See, while while the, 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 the message great things happen to great people, that might work in sports. That might be true. The gospel is completely different. The angels did not say, hey, this is good news for good people. They said this is good news for all people. This is good news for the oppressed. This is good news for the poor. This is good news for the unworthy. The message of the gospel is not good news for good people. It's good news for all people. Because through the birth of Christ, God is doing for you and for me what all of us need, but none of us can do. Alright, now that we've looked at the message of heaven, we're going to look at who they're talking about. Like, why are they so excited about this coming Messiah? Verse 11. The angels tell the shepherds today. Today, this is happening. Now, if you notice, if you look at the story, the angels appear to the shepherds at night. And night was the most dangerous, the most vulnerable time to be a shepherd. That enemies would come and try to steal your sheep. Predators would come and try to eat the sheep. It's a tough life. And I feel what Luke is trying to get us to see is that it's often in our most darkest times, our most vulnerable times, the moments of our greatest need where God shows up like this and says, I have good news of great joy. As 2020 has been, I don't know how you would describe 2020. And I know some of you have personally been affected by COVID or by transition in your life. But 
But I believe that God is still telling the church in our moment of greatest need, I have good news of great joy for you. He says this, he says, today, this Savior, this, this Christ, this Messiah has been born. And notice what they say about this. They say that he's been born for you. There's three times in this text. I mean, God is having angels appear. God is moving the hearts of kings. God is doing some incredible things in this story. And three times he says he's doing it for you. What we're supposed to see is that whereas before we saw that we were the object of God's judgment because of our sin, because of His justice, we're the object of His judgment. Now, what Luke is telling you through the birth of Christ, we are now the object of God's love and of His grace. I mean, if you look at the Christmas story, if you've seen movies or you've read the stories, you got wise men, you have kings, you have shepherds, you have just ordinary people, you have people who have rejected God, you have people who don't even care about God, and yet God is sending them His Son. What are we supposed to see? That God is sending Jesus for every single type of person everywhere. He was born for you. Now why would God do something like that? This is what's called grace. That God cares about people who don't even care about Him. God cares about people who don't even care about Him. So maybe you're here and you're like, well, I've, I've never been to church before. He was born for you. Maybe you're here and you're like, well, I'm, I'm poor, I'm not very important. He was born for you. Maybe say, but I've shamed my family so bad. He was born for you. Oh, but you don't know the stuff I've done. You don't know the crimes I've committed. The Bible would still say he is born for you. If you, if you say, I just can't keep going back to the same sin over and over again, the gospel would say he's still born for you. For the self-righteous, he was born for you. 
For the addict, he was born for you. If you were a skeptic and you were a doubter, the Bible says Jesus was still born for you. I mean, you could have walked into this room after doing the worst thing you've ever done, and the gospel would still say he was born for you. 即使你在这里做了一件觉得很糟、很不见得光的事情，但是神说他也是为你而生。这就是恩典。That God is giving you His precious Son through this Christmas story. He's giving you Jesus. 所以神他透过这个圣诞节故事告诉你说，他将他最宝贵的儿子耶稣要赐给你。And so really quickly, what does this Son, what does this gift, what is He going to do? 所以这个儿子、这个礼物到底他做了什么？ Well, the angels say that he was born for you, but he's going to be a savior. If you look with me at verse eleven, they call him a savior. So, if you look with me at verse eleven, they call him a savior. So, if you look with me at verse eleven, they call him a savior. So, if you look with me at verse eleven, they call him a savior. So, if you look with me at verse eleven, they call him a savior. So, if you look with me at verse eleven, they call him a savior. So, if you look with me at verse eleven, they call him a savior. You know, this Jesus was not necessarily the king that the Jewish people wanted, was he? 那就是耶稣，他并不是一个犹太人心里所想要的王的样子。He wasn't the king that was going to set them free from the oppression from Rome. 那耶稣来也不是那个王，好像可以把他们从那个罗马的压迫当中拯救出来。And while he wasn't the king that they wanted, he was the savior that they needed. Because Jesus may not always be, always be the savior we want, but He is always the savior we need. Jesus, He 可能不是我们最想要的那个救主，但是他是我们最需要的那一位。The angels tell them that because of this savior in verse fourteen, this savior is going to bring peace. 他说这个，嗯。In verse fourteen. Now, peace is a very huge thing in this culture. We want peace. We seek peace. We we try to get peace. But the peace that the Bible talks about right here, it's not a peace of just an end of war between. Conflicting countries. That's not what it's talking about here. So, here the peace is not just saying, like, like countries between each other, peace. The Bible says that this Savior is going to bring peace. That's an eternal peace. It's a peace that goes beyond the grave. That is, such a peace is a eternal peace, and it surpasses all grave. This peace doesn't just lead to relief from war, but it leads to a reconciliation back to God. 那这个平安呢，不是在指这种从战争当中得到的平安，而是就是在这个罪里面拯救得到跟神关系恢复的这种平安。You know, in, in the Gospel of John, God says that He did not send His Son to condemn the world. 那在约翰福音呢，神说他不是来定罪的。But to save the world. 而是要来拯救。I was reading a book recently. And, and, and this guy says that there's one place in the whole New Testament where Jesus describes his own heart. That if you can imagine the way that Jesus would describe his own heart, you know, what would you say? 
And so one place where Jesus kind of pulls back the curtains and says, I'm going to describe to you my very own heart. And this is what he says. He says, all of you who are tired and weary, take up my yoke and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. How many of us need rest for our souls? That you've been seeking to find peace and all of these other things and Jesus says, for those of you who are seeking, for those of you who are tired, come to me because this is who I am. Finally, who is this Savior? Who is this Savior that was born for you, that's going to save you, that's going to bring us eternal and everlasting peace? This is one of the most incredible things of this passage. It says that He is the Lord. That He's God. This word Lord that the Bible uses, it's a word that's only used for the name of God. And so the God that we've offended, the God that we've been separated from, like Luke is saying, He's the one that's coming to save you and to reconcile Himself back to you. The angels tell the shepherds there's going to be a sign. They say that when you go, you're going to find a baby lying wrapped tightly in linen cloths, but also laying in a manger. Now, when you look at this, this text, linen cloths, a lot of people believe that to Luke's readers, they would recognize that and hear that and immediately think of a royal birth, that those cloths could have meant, oh, this was a royal birth. And so if we kind of take a step back and see the picture that Luke is painting for us, you have angels showing up in a field. You have the glory of heaven speaking to shepherds. You have a baby, a royal birth, birth in a manger. You have a baby born in the city of David, the city of a king, but born in a barn. What the birth of Jesus tells us that guys the place where heaven and earth meet. The place where, where, where God and man meet. And more importantly, the place and the person where God and man are reconciled. Is in this baby Jesus who is fully God and fully man. That God Himself has come to do for us what all of us need, but none of us can do. 
Several years ago, there was a there was this pastor. He's the most respected pastor in his country. And he went to the very worst prison in his country. It had actually been 90 years since the pastor had been there. And he opened the door. And he looked at all the prisoners, the worst prison in the country. And he said, You cannot come to me, so I've come to you. Guys, every other religion says this. You need to go and find God. You need to make a way. You need to climb the mountain. You need to find a way to find God. But at Christmas, the gospel says we don't go and find God. God has actually come and He has found us and He has saved us and He has reconciled us back to Himself. That God doesn't just take the first step in reconciling us back to Him. He takes all the steps, all the way to being born, dying on a cross, so that we don't have to, and we would be saved and have relationship with Him. So Jesus, He not just made a step, but He went further, went even further, and He died on the cross for our sins. He completed this rescue. So really quickly, what does this mean for you? That very quickly, just to ask, what does this mean for you? What does this mean for me? Well, me and you are not Jesus. We are not fully God and fully man. And so that means, guys, we have no way of fixing what's broken. And we have no way of getting ourselves unstuck out of the situation that we find ourselves in. And the more that we try, the more that we look like me, just stuck out in that snowy, icy field, just making a mess. So two points of application, and we'll close. How should you respond to the message of Christmas? Let me give you two things. The first thing is we should be moved because of what Jesus has done. We should be moved to witness. We should be moved to share about this good news that Jesus has come. If you look at the shepherd's response, it says that they go and they report to Mary and all the people there what they had just heard and what they had just seen. Now, now if you look at the, the shepherds, I guarantee you they didn't have this formula for, for sharing the gospel or here, here are these four steps. You know, we're going to tell you these four steps to believe in Jesus. That's not what happened there. They literally probably just went, hey, listen, we're standing in a field. And these angels appeared. We are scared, we are terrified. And then he starts telling us about the Savior who is going to do these certain things for us. 
And what God did in the shepherds, telling them about the good news, God now wants to do through the shepherds by telling other people about the good news. As whatever God has done in you and for you, He now wants to do through you for other people. So who can you go and share and witness and, and tell them about what God has done for you in the person of Christ? The second thing, we see that people worship. They respond by praising and worship to God. That they're worshiping for who He is, they're giving glory to Him. This is another way that we respond to the message of Christmas. You know, in, in worship, it's this idea of, of making much of God, of magnifying Him for who He is. And then there are two types of, of magnifying devices in the world. One is a microscope. Right? You make small things look huge. But the other thing is a telescope. And, and a telescope, it's, it's almost like when you first look into it, it's, it's making things, it's giving them the proper perspective, the proper weight of what they actually are. And guys, this is what worship does. I mean, can you, did you remember the first time that you looked into a telescope and you saw the moon or the stars or anything out in outer space? It's incredible. Think, wow, this is huge. This is beautiful. I didn't realize it was that incredible. And this is what worship does. It's not giving God something that He doesn't have. It's just seeing Him for who He really is and telling someone else, you really need to come look at who He is. You need to come and hear about who He is. And so how can we as a community, how can we worship and how can we reflect and give God praise as we think about what He's done for us in Jesus? And then lastly, one, one Christian said this, If Jesus were born 1,000 times in Bethlehem and not me, meaning being born again, then I would still be lost. What this means is this. That the message of Christmas is only good news of great joy. If you receive Christ as your Savior. You know, you may have gone to church your whole life. You may be in ministry. Or you may have never stepped foot in a church before. But what Christmas is, is persuading, what Jesus is calling you to do. Is to turn. Turn away from the idols. Turn away from trying to find our peace and our joy in our spouse or our kids or our job. 
，就是不要从你的朋友或是家人工作，然后你目前的这些生活啊、伴侣啊、对象这些去找到这些平安。And turn to the one. 去回到那一位。Who has come to do for you what you need the most but have no way of doing? 就是那一位你最需要，而且他为你做的事情是你自己无法去完成。And so I invite you. 所以我邀请你。To respond to this good news of great joy. 来回应这一个大好的信息。Now maybe you're here and you've never actually accepted and followed and believed and trusted in Christ. 那也许你在今天你从来没有认识或是跟随或是把自己生命献给耶稣。Well, I invite you today, as the shepherd says, today he was born for you, and so he came to save you, to know you, to redeem you. That's something that you can do today. 所以就像这个呃天使对上呃牧羊人说的，就是今天。有位救主，他来为你诞生，所以在今天，耶稣他就是要来拯救你，要来修复你，要来帮助你。Or maybe you're here today and you said, "Yeah, I've been trying to find my peace, my joy, and everything else but Christ." 那也许你今天会说，我就是试着去找寻平安，去找寻我的喜乐，但是不是在基督的身上。I've been trying to find my peace through my marriage or through my work or through my employment, but man, I need to, I need to come back. I need to find my peace, and the only one who can give that to me, which is Jesus. So I try to find my peace in my relationships or in my work to find this peace. But in fact, we need to go back to Jesus to find this peace. So let's pray together, and then we're going to respond. So we pray together, and then we're going to respond. God, I thank you that the Bible tells us that you are a God of grace. God, that you have come to do for us what all of us need, but none of us can do. So we turn to you. I thank you that you were born not just for the world, but you were born for me. So, Spirit of God, would you would you minister? Would you grow? Would you use this word to to cause faith to rise up in our hearts? So, 就是祷告你使用这些话语，让我们的信心可以增长起来。In the name of Jesus, we pray. 奉主的名祷告。Amen. Amen. It's good news of great joy. 这是一个大好信息。So we're gonna we're gonna respond a little differently this week. 那我们这个礼拜的回应有点不一样哦。We have these candles. 我们有一些蜡烛。Somewhere. 在某一些地方。That are gonna be passed out. 那等一下会传阅过去。So we're gonna just hit maybe hit all the lights except for this front one up here. 那我们可能可以把灯关掉，除了上面的这个。And all we're going all we're going to do. 我们现在要做的事情。Is is I'm gonna start. 那我要开始。So don't turn your light on yet. But you're going to grab your light. You're going to turn to your neighbor. Then you're going to say, "If you know their name, say their name." If you know their name, say their name. And you're going to say, for example, Esther, Jesus was born for you. So he said, "Esther, Jesus was born for you." And after they say he was born for you, you turn your light on. Then you just turn your light on. Okay. So everybody get their candles. Let's leave the lights off.